And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another fantastic episode of DDT Wrestling. My name is DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI, and I am joined, as always, by the greatest podcasting host co-host a guy like me could ever ask for. Yes, indeed, it is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Doc, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. I, I'm feeling especially energetic after hearing your your the, the tempo, the pace, the intensity there. That your your energy is is infectious. Dare I say? Why? Thank you. As they've always said, fake it till you make it. And so while I can't say this was a banner week in the world of wrestling, despite the fantastic return of one Mr. Bill Goldberg and all sorts of other things I'm sure I'm forgetting. Uh, I'm excited because I've been looking forward to this all day to sit down with you, my friend, and just chat about the world in general. It has nothing at all to do with the concoction I have sitting to my right. There is a concoction sitting to your right? There is. Well, there are two concoctions sitting to my right. One is seasonal and one is just medicinal. Tell me about the medicinal one first. Hold on, I need to drink my cranky juice. No, I am, I, am, uh, I am imbibing for the first time in a very long time. And perhaps, well, I, I, don't, I think I have consumed alcohol on this show before, uh, but this huh. might be the first time this is actual, like, hard stuff. What is it? Uh, it is uh, DiSerono, which is uh, my particular brand of amaretto of choice, uh, mixed with Sprite. So I suppose you would call it an amaretto sour, except it's not sour mix. I don't know what the technical term is. Just mixed it with Sprite. I, yeah, but it's delicious, yeah. and I'm enjoying it, which might also contribute uh, to the energy, because this glass was full when I sat down. How long, I was going to ask, how long have you been drinking that glass for? Uh, about, I've been nursing it for about 15 minutes in anticipation of the podcast. I didn't want it to be gone before we had the chance to chat. So tell me, DC Matthews, what happened in your day today? That has driven you to drink. Uh, Today was actually a delightful day. Yesterday was a very not-so-good day, so I pulled Uh, it all out and had it set down on the counter. And so I was in the middle of preparing dinner, and I looked over and said, you know what would be fun? Having a little bit of cranky (laughs) juice uh, for the podcast. I, I don't see a seasonal beverage, no no pumpkin ale or anything like that this evening. Well, I, see, I, he, I know you're eating something. I'm talking about a beverage because usually you're, you're, nursing, no, I, you're nursing a beverage while we record. So I think I do have an ale downstairs, but I, I uh, neglected to grab it um, before we started the show. If Mrs. Manson is feeling um, generous, maybe I'll send her a, a text and perhaps she will bring it to me. But. Uh, we, have, we have not heard Mrs. Manson on this show, lo, these many weeks. Hey, yeah, we haven't done a Manson Family podcast either. I keep meaning to do one, but... Would you like me to go on vacation? Because I can find someone somewhere else to be. Well, you know, I think it partially just became... I mean, I've said this before. I love doing the weekly wrestling news, but it takes a lot of time. Like, multiple evenings between the writing, the recording, and all that. So, 
I think just any extra podcast time I might have had just sort of has been sucked up by that show. Mm-hmm. So maybe I need to. Um, I mean, if I'm going to do a Manson Family podcast, maybe I need to take some time to do that. But you know, it's a busy season right now. It's a Halloween time. Putting up decorations, making new decorations, doing research on other things for, for again decoration purposes. Well, let's let's get into that because it's really not a DDT wrestling show if we don't spend the 50, first fifteen or twenty minutes talking about anything else. Now wait a minute, I thought you said you had a seasonal concoction. I do, but it, it, it'll still be here when you know. But the flow of the conversation is leaning to. Would you like to talk about whatever it is you're crunching? I'm trying no. to have a flowing conversation. Me too. I'm just having an almond over here. That's all I'm having. You are they go ahead. are they pumpkin flavored almonds? Ah, right, well, let's talk about that later. Um, what were, as you were saying, Mister with the flow? Well, the flow has been interrupted now. Well, now it's been diverted back onto the track upon which it was on. I wanted to know some insights into your Halloween decorating. You said hmm. you said you've been putting up decorations and there are more to go. Now we do we are not big decorators here in the Matthews household. Um, oh. we, we don't put One up of those, huh? We don't put up uh, we usually don't put up a holiday tree. We don't we'll do a some eh, us neither, but we'll do some bare minimal things, but we also don't decorate for Halloween. Um, so, you know, I am curious. I've seen some of the things you have done, but this is the first time in Manson Manor or the Manson Mansion, depending on which Ooh. name you prefer. Manson Manor's not bad. Manson Manor sounds more s- seasonally appropriate, I think. Hmm. I think I like that, Manson Manor. Um, yeah, so this is the first time we're in Manson Manor, so obviously uh, my vision is not complete, nor will it be by the time Halloween rolls around. Not enough time. I, as always, started too late, but it's just the way things are. Um... So what I've been doing the last few years when we were in our previous uh, residence, I would make window silhouettes um, out of, you know, cardboard and things like that. So I have a few what kind of cutesy monsters because, you know, you know, trick-or-treaters, most of them tend to be pretty young. So you don't want to have anything too frightening, particularly in the downstairs windows. I just have some original designs there, some fun monsters upstairs in the windows i've got like a wolf man a witch i'm working on um a creepy tree um graveyard like a haunted like house like silhouette in the background i'm hoping to put up as well and then i've been putting together these uh battery packs and led lights that i wire myself you know and i light everything up in the window so there's a fun like colorful backlight for these, you know, monstrous sort of silhouettes in the windows. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's the big thing this year is obviously we're in a house now. There's more windows. Um, so I have to make new silhouettes to fill up all the windows on the front of the house. Um, do you, do you, you obviously cut them out of cardboard. I think you said, do you paint them then black or do you leave yeah, them I as Yeah, typically, is? uh, I cut them out of the cardboard and then I paint them with black, so... They have good contrast on the front, and then you backlight them, and uh, that's pretty much all there is to it. Just, was, again, I kind of go elaborate with the lighting. So, was this something that took place in the the Manson family household when you were a child? Was this like a childhood thing, or is this something you came no. up with? Because I have to tell you, you are the only person I know 
that does something like this. I've seen people go out of their way to decorate their yards with, you know, mannequins and things like that. But the backlighting, like this is a, you know. Well, (laughs) this was born out of the fact that in our previous residence, I wanted to do something for Halloween. I've always loved Halloween. And we lived, we we, we live in this sort of rural uh, community. And when I moved into our last residence, it was a condom. It's a condo. It was in a condominium complex. Um, you know that I didn't really realize it, but when you live in a rural community, uh, an area where there's uh, you know 120 residences close on top of each other, that's you know sort of enclosed and well lit with great places to walk. Um, it's a hotbed for parents to just cart their kids in from all over town. And uh, so, and I realized that we were going to get a big turnout for Halloween. I said, well, I've got to do some sort of decorating. But then to your point, you know, people tend to do things out in their lawns and things like that. Uh, I lived in the condominium complex where you can't do anything outside um, because of condo board rules. But they can't stop you from doing things that are inside, which is why... I began with the silhouettes, and I just, they've gotten, you know, everybody seems to like them, they get good reactions, so I've just sort of continued with that. Uh, I sort of imagine that this year, like I said, I I have to quickly kind of scramble now to make a few more, so I'll make some more, and hopefully they come out pretty good, and maybe next year I'll start thinking about redoing some of the ones that are a little older, but then once I've got the inside, the windows sort of taken care of, then maybe I will start thinking about what I can do outside now that I have a lawn. Um, but that just wasn't an option in previous years. Now, do you expect to have a decent turnout? You know, you do live in a residential area. There's a cul-de-sac nearby. You know, so I would imagine there's going to be a decent amount of people out that Monday while we are watching Monday Night Raw. So, yeah. I won't be watching Monday Night Raw. But, um, yeah, I have been told that we will get a decent turnout. I I used to get like 130 trick-or-treaters or or so in the condo complex. Uh, I've been told in this neighborhood to expect maybe 60 or so. So Mm -hmm. not not as huge, but, you know, that's still nothing to sneeze. That's a decent turnout. Interestingly enough, I live in, you know, an apartment, and this is a big complex and there are you know you would think that this would be a similar place where parents could you know take kids around and it's a relatively safe place to walk no one's going to be driving that fast and yet i think the most we've ever had is probably about 40 maybe 50 now maybe that's because we're on kind of one end of it so we're you know off to a side but you know i would i've always been slightly surprised at how little we you know we buy candy and we try to buy candy we don't like because otherwise we'll just be sitting there that night just eating it because no one's coming <laughs> to get it so uh-huh, uh-huh. you know we go for the almond joy and things like that because neither Mrs. Matthews nor myself are big coconut fans so oh, mounds are delicious almond joy no good no good at all but a mounds is delicious so just simply the removing of the almond, which is kind of taking us back to the concoctions here. No, no, I like almonds. Almonds are delicious. The problem is Almond Joy is milk chocolate, whereas the Mounds is dark chocolate. The coconut itself is very sweet, so milk chocolate plus the coconut in an Almond Joy, too sweet. 
no good. You need the contrast of the dark chocolate with the coconut in the mounds. Now that is tasty. I enjoy that we... I, we can't be the only ones, but we are probably the only uh, podcast, maybe not even professional wrestling podcast, that is discussing the science and of candy. Have you Just heard? Saying. Have you heard that M and M's are coming out with a new caramel filled M M&M? and M? No, but I did have um, the holiday themed M and M's. I didn't have them on this show because one, they're not pumpkin spice, and two, I ate them all. But they're called butterscotch. So they're butterscotch filled, and you know, there's a ghostly M M&M and M looking scared on the front of the package and i think it's a really tenuous sort of connection to halloween at best to be honest but booth or scotch is too fun to say i think not to put that on a packaging so i guess i can't begrudge them that yes they were they were they were delicious all right now tell me about these almonds i appreciate you coming down this little side path with me tell me about the almonds what do you got there obviously they have to be flavored almonds blue diamond almonds pumpkin spice flavor that Let me just tell inter- you. That is an interesting thing to put pumpkin spice on. Isn't it? Isn't it? That's I saw it, and I said, all right, okay, I'm not quite there with you, but, you know, I like pumpkin spice, and I like almonds. Um, I think I owe it to the podcast to purchase these and to try them. And to be honest with you, I had not had one before we sat down to do this show. Um... They are not good, but I will eat them all. Does that happen often in your life? Mm, yeah, I guess Something's not so. good and you eat them all? They're obviously I mean, they're not bad. No, they're sweet. They're def- there's definitely like sugar on here, you know, coating it to keep it on there. Almost like a uh, honey roasted type idea, except instead of just, you know, honey sugar or whatever, it's... Then rolled in pumpkin spice flavor. And um, it's different than in most other pumpkin spice things because of that layer of sugar that I'm detecting. Uh, whatever that is, they're sweet in there. It's almost like candy. But then they've got this, this spiciness to them. And, yeah, I mean, they're not bad. If you like almonds and you like pumpkin spice, you might like them they're not bad but i don't they're not good you like, i don't think i would you wouldn't buy them again no probably not. i mean i like also i like the wasabi almonds are really good and uh, habanero barbecue ones are really good but i like you know this i mean i would this is the sort of thing that if next halloween season rolled around now it's in the store and i saw hey Pumpkin spice almonds. I probably wouldn't get them. But if you let like three or four years go by and I didn't have them in the meantime, it's like, you know, I just saw them out of the blue and I said, I kind of remember having those once. Yeah, I I think those were all right. I mean, I could see, I could see then putting them in my cart like, you know, some sort of Alzheimer's patient and... (laughs) Taking them home and kind of having the same react like they're not so bad that I'm gonna remember that they're bad, mm-hmm. but 
candied almonds with pumpkin spice. That's what they're like a candied almond with pumpkin spice. Yeah, I, they're weird. I will eat them all. They're not. They're not offensive. Um, part of me enjoys them. Okay. I don't. Well, that's that's all you need. As long as some of you is happy. I keep putting them in my mouth, as you've noticed. I haven't stopped the mm-hmm. entire time. I've been chewing this whole podcast. I'm I'm impressed that I have not heard as much crunching as I expected to once I realized what they were. You know. Well, you know, after, I think I went over the top with the, with the uh, cereal last after week. After the so. slurping episode of last week. Uh, yeah. Well, let me tell you about what I have here. Um, there is a, a fairly well-known um, apple picking place literally right down the road. I could walk if I felt like it and, in fact, have walked past it to other things. Um, and they have a farm stand, and we tend to go uh, to get apples. Have you walked there before? You just said that you did, but are you lying? I have actually walked from here down the road and then taken a left onto Main Street and walked to the library. It took me about two hours to get there and get back. I have a lot huh. of free time in the summer. Yeah, I'm just, it's not the and, time and, that and, I'm and doubting. It's the endurance. I'm... I'm in much better shape now than I was before back in our college days where I couldn't be convinced to literally walk around the very small lake to the closest classroom to our dorm because that seemed like a trek that I was not willing to take on any given day. And so Mm. I would then choose to stay home. Uh, No, I... I, Mama Matthews has got to be very disappointed in you for that. I got my degree. I got a job. Okay. I'm all right. All right. Thankfully. Does it mean they can't be disappointed? That I, I am slightly disappointed in myself. I will say okay. that. All I right. am slightly But um, we discovered relatively If it makes you feel any better, I am definitely disappointed in you. Well, what else is new? Exactly. Um, so what I have here in my hand is the best apple cider donut I have ever had in my life. And is that from Fatty's? No. Is that where you get your best apple cider donuts? Um, no, I've had their apple cider donuts, and they're not that good. No, this is literally... People seem to rave about them. This is literally made on the premises of... Uh, the, the Orchard. The Orchard. So it is a cakey donut with, obviously, your cinnamon sugar. And what I like about Oh, that's about a mistake. This... Okay. A good donut can't be cakey. A good donut needs to be, like, dense and fried and, like... This does Thick. not you do not get that feeling from this donut. It is it is borderline Color me skeptical then. It is borderline light and refreshing. Um mm-hmm. you get a very apple-y uh seasonal aroma. And Can I just I, say nobody wants to hear you sniffing the food on a podcast. I just <sighs> I just want to point that out. Nobody wants to hear that, DC. Apple cider dust. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and this is this the, is great being on the other side of this. Okay, go this, ahead. Yes, I'm I'm intrigued now. I'm I'm actually intrigued. Thank you. And at, this is the first donut where you bite into it and you can actually taste apple cider. It's not just an apple flavor. It's not just a cinnamon flavor. You bite into it as I'm about to do. Here we go. It is not dense at all. It is. 
It is cakey. Yeah, I see that. There's air pockets. That's definitely cakey. And you get you get a how feeling. Do you, Go ahead. Do you do you like? Okay, like I understand this is probably a good donut, but when you think about donuts, this is kind of an aside. When you think about donuts, do you think about these Dunkin' Donuts crap donuts, or do you think about like I was talking about before, like heavy fried like donut donuts? When the word donut is said to me, or when I think donuts, my original thought is a Boston cream donut, which to me is among my favorites. Though, as I learned this summer, a warm Boston cream donut is garbage. Yeah. Because I can see that. Another aside, when we traveled, one of our vacations, when you did it. What was that? That was the inception sound because we didn't aside in an aside. So I figured the top is still spinning. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, There was a place called, uncomfortably enough, Backdoor Donuts. And. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Yes! My life is complete! What was that? Come on! So who, was, what, who names of an establishment? Let me go through the story. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard I'm hiccuping. What? Well, I was going to take another bite of donut, but I know I'm going to choke and inhale cinnamon sugar. There is a regular... Oh, a regular... Arms up. Arms up. Oh, hiccups. Oh, God. Whew. Back door donuts. <laughs> that is... Can I tell the story? <laughs> it is a regular bakery, and I believe it is just called... Oh, no, just, it is not. No, let me tell the story. Um, I believe it actually is called, and I'll just tell you, the Martha's Vineyard Bakery, uh, located in Oak Bluffs, the center of Martha's Vineyard. And it runs just a regular bakery, as you would expect, but at, I think it's 7 p.m., if you walk around to the other side... To the back door. They open the back door, and they will serve hot and fresh donuts at 7 p.m. And there is literally a serpentine line that goes through the parking lot of people waiting for their back door donut. They are craving the back door donut. They're craving the back door. And so we went one night. We walked over, again, walking from the house we were staying at two backdoor donuts and we're standing in line and we're looking at the different fl- you know and they have a list of flavors. They have chocolate? Obviously. And so I they got They have fudge? I don't know. You can call and ask whether or not there You got was- any with nuts? Yes. Nice. At some point, you can explain to me why this is all funny. But um, they, so I got a Boston cream. I got a Boston cream thinking nothing of it, and it literally exploded my (laughs) facial (laughs) Exploded out of the back door. All over DC's face. My facial hair was not the same color because. What color was it? Uh, the yellow of the cream. Oh, come on. 
and there was some chocolate there too i will not lie but the chocolate was warm and inside the custard itself was warm and it was not good it was just it was too messy and you know warm custard and it was just unfortunate uh but that is what i let's get back on track here that is what i think of when i think of a donut but i do you know this donut is delicious and what I like about it is it is so light and airy. So when you think about – oh, wait. When you think about donuts, you think about a donut that you don't even like. What are you talking about? You said when I, you think about donuts, that's what you think about. You think, I think about, about a Boston going cre- to backdoor donuts no, I think the donuts about a that Boston you don't cre- even like. No, I think about a Boston cream donut, which is delicious. I then went on the side from that saying, but warm Boston cream donuts are not, which led me to the backdoor donut story. Well, yeah, but when you were summing up, it sounded... Never mind. Let's move on. No, yes, I th- as you were talking about this donut. What's nice about this donut is you can eat one, and then you can immediately eat two or three more. So, How does Mrs. Matthews feel about that? She loves them as well, which is the best thing ever. That's not what I asked. <laughs> how does she feel about me eating two or three? I, I try to stop myself. Okay, fair enough. I did go yesterday and buy 19 of them. (laughs) Did you really? She has a breakfast tomorrow. She needs to bring something. This is a seasonal thing, so I bought a dozen for her, uh, six for us to eat, and one uh, that I ate in the car on the way home. Um, But yes, and it is is delicious. You can taste the cider. Uh, Again, you're not going to get out to this part of... uh, Connecticut, I assume most of you, unless you're coming down to Hartford for Raw, in which case I can show you where it is. Um, um, yeah, they definitely won't be coming by. But I highly recommend find yourself a good apple cider donut. Uh, it is delightful and much better than anything pumpkin. When I say donut to you, what do you think of? Because we're approaching the half an hour mark, and I say let's just go for it. When when you think of a donut, what do you think? Oh, like I said, I think about those real heavy, dense, fried. Donuts. Like a fritter? No, like just like your good old fashioned style mom and pop style donuts. Substantial, fattening, delicious. Glaze. A nice good chocolate glaze. Um yeah, just a chocolate glazed donut. That's what I think of when I think of a donut. Or like a nice blueberry donut or a cherry donut or uh Yeah. Do they have delicious. cherry donuts? Absolutely. They're are they so like good. blueberry donuts or are they cherry filled donuts? Uh, no, they're like a blueberry donut. Really? Yeah, they're good. I have never seen one of those. With a nice thick glaze on top. Oh, good. So are, you, are you not a fan of New England's mascot, Dunkin' Donuts? Um, you know, they used to be okay like when they made them in the locations, but since they've moved on to just trucking them in, yeah, they're not so good anymore. They're, well, I mean, the way I think about it is, I've, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, but like, I love a good cheeseburger right like a big meaty home grilled cheeseburger that is delicious and i also enjoy myself a nice mcdonald's cheeseburger a big mac that is also quite tasty however the two things are not the same one is a cheeseburger the other is a fake cheeseburger i'm not saying a fake cheeseburger is a bad thing fake cheeseburgers are delicious and i love them they're very good um, so just the same sort of thing here. There's real donuts and there's fake donuts, and Dunkin' Donuts has always been fake donuts. And so just that alone does not necessarily make it bad. Um, although, I guess coming full circle now, they are now actively bad. So there's that. 
What about Krispy Kreme? They're okay, but um, I do wish that their 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 cake was was denser. And I know the real attraction, of course, is is simply their glazed donut. But I honestly think their glaze is actually too sweet. It's good to have one fresh off the conveyor belt, but I would much rather, as you said, have half a dozen. And I kind of feel like get through about two of the Krispy Kremes, and you're just kind of like. Okay, that's enough of that. All right. Uh, two follow-up questions before we can move on to another subject that may or may not be wrestling. Uh, number one, uh, your favorite donut flavor. Like, if you have to go... that You've told us what you think of when you think of a donut, but you walk into a mom-and-pop donut place, and you're going to get... You can only get one donut. What are you going to go for? I mean that that depends on what they have you in assume, the store. You but assume they have any you know anything your heart desires. I suppose. What is your favorite donut? Because I have said it, mine is a Boston cream. Boston creams are delicious. I like a good jelly jelly donut. Um, you know, I I think it's probably the chocolate glaze. It's mm-hmm. probably the chocolate glaze, but I mean, I I like a lot of. I even like a nice, um, what are they? The toasted almond donuts. Those are delicious. I like toasted coconut donuts. Those are delicious. Um, I can appreciate actually a good old fashioned donut, which is weird as someone who doesn't drink coffee. Yeah, but no, even those they can have a nice flavor as well. If I like I said, if I think if I, I think I probably gravitate towards the chocolate glazed. But okay. I, I, I like most donuts. What is the most unusual donut you've ever had? Hmm. Well, one time when I was visiting um, the Windy City, there was we were staying in a hotel, and I forget what the name of the place was now, but in the in the lobby of the hotel. There was like a uh, a local bakery that had their own storefront, but they would truck in donuts every morning as well at this hotel. And I can't. They were like artisanal don't like imagine like okay imagine a, an apple right imagine a candy apple, but then imagine you go to like the Eastern States Exposition and those types of gourmet mm-hmm. candy apples where there's just the thickest fudge you, casing you can imagine on that apple and it's got. These big chunks of premium candy just globbed all over, and it's like an $18 candy apple. Now imagine that, but applied to a delicious fried dense donut. Um, and that's what this place was like. I, I, I don't even really remember what it was. I think it was just like almost like, 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 like chocolate morsels and powdered sugar and, 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 and I don't even know, but like it was just like this thick, like ganache fudge, and and all these just like premium, like it was, and it was just like big as my face, and just ah, it was delicious. It was it was great. It sounds it. I I've had. What was yours? I've never had any desire to go to Chicago, but now I might have to. Um, um mine, you know, it is a it is a donut. That probably many people have seen before. I've never specifically seen it quite like this. It was a maple bacon donut, Ooh, and I normally don't. Maple. And I normally don't 
enjoy the combination of sweet and savory. But in this instance, you know, I've seen many maple donuts online and stuff, and it's a regular donut with a maple frosting, and they lay a strip of bacon on the top. This one was different in that the bacon was crumbled up inside the actual donut itself. So when you bit into it, you had the feeling of biting into bacon so it wasn't like bacon bits necessarily but it was it was fairly sizable pieces but it was mixed in and it was a maple glaze mm. on top and it was at this bakery in uh you know kind of not the berkshires but in massachusetts near uh umass and the colleges and it was that de- sounds delightful it was delightful it was like eating a french toast breakfast in a donut that sounds really good so that just, you know. All right. Uh, any other seasonal things there you've got? That's all I've got this You've week. eaten your almonds. I've eaten my donut. My uh... Oh, I did see at the grocery store. Yes. Um, Jello instant pudding pumpkin spice flavor. Will that be next week? Because we're, we're running out of time here. Next week is literally the final DDT wrestling before uh, Halloween itself. I don't know how long you intend to keep this going. As long as it's in stores. Um, you know, I think that this is this has got to be it, right? This has got to be the peak year for pumpkin spice. Am I right? Like, it seems like people went bonkers with pumpkin spice this year. And I cannot imagine that this is sustainable. I right? think it absolutely is sustainable. As long as people are buying it. If this, if, Like you said, if this is the peak year, we got a lot of people online sending us their own pumpkin spice things they found and adding us... You know, because I think it'll be as big, if not bigger. If they're if they're candying almonds with pumpkin spice, I don't know what's next, but they're going to come up with something a little. You know, that we'll have pumpkin pretzels, so there'll be pumpkin spice popcorn, or you know. Now you're talking my language. Well, there you go. Uh, what has been striking your fancy and speaking your language in the world of professional wrestling? Or have you been, and no one will fault you if this is the case, have you been so lost in um, Halloween land uh, that you, you don't have anything particularly striking on your mind wrestling-wise? Uh, you know, wrestling was on my television all this week. And I, w- I was busy with Halloween, back and forth to the windows, doing measurements and, you know, wiring up LEDs and things like that, picking out resistors. So I can't say that I, I had my full attention on wrestling this week, but it was definitely on. I- I'm mostly aware of the things that occurred. Um, but, you know, there's, there's, there's not a lot from Raw or SmackDown that I would really call out as being worth talking about. Particularly, I mean, with an eye towards trying to be positive, you know. Um, that, don't get me wrong; there was some good stuff. I mean, Goldberg's return was as good as you could ask for. I would say. Yeah, I mean, because here's the thing: we talked about this on the show, and I, I don't mean this necessarily to be negative, but we said before WrestleMania when Shane McMahon came back. I don't know if you remember this, DC. We said basically that that was the WWE pulling. The trigger that was them setting off the nuclear bomb of wrestling returns. That was a guy who we thought was never ever ever coming back. And I think at that time I basically said, you know, I can't think of anyone else coming back that can top this. And so, although I recognize that Goldberg is a big deal, um, 
and we talked about this maybe a little last week about how maybe I don't have that nostalgia for him based off of the years of wrestling I missed, but I also missed the majority of Shane McMahon's previous run, and yet I I was right there with them with his return. Um, Goldberg, I acknowledge it's a big deal. I think the return did go very well. I can't say anything really negative about I thought he performed uh, very well. But I will say, I don't feel like this compares to Shane McMahon's return. I feel like this is oh, no, but by a all means, fraction not. of that. This is the only person. The only person who will get that kind of reaction if they were to come back is CM Punk. Kurt Angle. I think we all kind of assume at some point we'll make some sort of return in some capacity. The Hardy Boys will make some sort of return in some capacity, especially since TNA seems to be in such dire straits. Uh, <laughs> CM Punk is the guy who I think will, you know, the, the world will explode uh, when yeah. he comes back. And even that might not be to the same level as Shane McMahon. We all really were convinced that he was gone for good to the point where he wasn't even in our minds. At least CM Punk, we assume maybe, maybe. Right. Someday. Right. Yeah. We had, That's a good we point. had all, or at least I myself had come to terms with the fact that CM or Shane McMahon rather was never going to come back. He was done and it was just, I had made my peace with it. So when his music hits, your head explodes because Correct. you're like, what? And I guess that's maybe an unfair comparison that, that I made there because Goldberg's return certainly was not a surprise at this point. They've been telegraphing it. I mean, they were advertising his return for Raw this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it, it was sort of a big deal um, when we first got hint of it around the time when they were doing that weird hatch thing on Twitter that turned out to be the commercial for WWE yep. 2K17. But even then, like when they were like, oh, it's Goldberg, I was just kind of like, that's it? You did all this build-up for that? I was disappointed with that, too. I expected it to be a debuting wrestler or something. You know, having all of that build for a video game, I, you know, people are loving the video game for the most part. I haven't picked it up yet. I'll probably get it uh, for oh, Christmas, oh, if I'm when, being when honest. When you do get it, could you, could you maybe... Uh, stream it to YouTube without audio for like 14 or 18 hours that would be that would make my Christmas if you would do that for me is there a little holiday miracle inside of DC Matthews do you think you can make that happen sure sure I will get the video game I will stock my I will fill myself with backdoor donuts and then I will record that made me so like literally I don't think I have played that game since then. I think I think I, I was love, so I love the fact that we have a podcast together. I was so <sighs> crestfallen and like I am and, so and, and elated the, right now. The the part that killed me no yes, one said me. anything. No <laughs> one said anything. Yes. If it, if, it, if it, hour one, somebody was like, hey, this is great, but you know there's no audio, I'd have been like, okay, let me see what I can do. But I literally <laughs> had done entire tournaments. Yeah. And yeah, no you did. one 
said a GD word about it. To the point, it's honestly one of my favorite memories about this show. To the point, honestly, where I like there is a there is a irritable resistance to picking up 2K17 because I'm like I'm not going through that again. That's you awesome. know, I'm I'm wait I'm waiting. I've got eight more days till Skyrim comes out on the PS4. I will be picking that up. But either be? way, you again? I think so. I've played it through, but you know they've got mod capabilities now, and it's it comes with the down uh, Dragon Guard or Dawn Guard and whatever the other one is, which is I the think, DLCs. Actually, I think PS4. I think Sony didn't they put the kibosh on mod support? I think mod support's only on the Xbox. I don't know. And you know what? Even yeah. if it doesn't have mods, I think I'll survive. But that is in well, the I just wouldn't want you to be disappointed. That would, yes, you that would. would, that, would you live, that would make me so upset live. if you were to be disappointed by that. You live for my disappointment. You, yeah, you, you are only happy when I am in pain. Um, that's basically true. Yeah. Are you texting for your ale? You see, you got. I was trying there. to, but I got a picture of Mrs. Manson underneath a dog, so I just texted back. Understood, which means I'm not getting my ale. All right. Well, at this point, I'm happy for you to not get your ale, you son of a biscuit. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Goldberg, you know, the return was good. His promo was passionate. He it obviously meant a lot to him. The fans were on board. Uh, I think it's great. I have sincere hesitations about the match. He looks, yeah, and I think it makes sense completely. He looks like he hasn't done serious bodybuilding style workouts in about twelve years. I'm worried about how he's going to look standing next. I don't to know Brock if you Lesner. noticed. I don't know if you noticed, but there was a moment when he was just sort of. Stomping around the ring on the microphone, just talking, where he was like completely out of breath. Yeah, you know. Like I I do I have serious concerns for his cardio. Like you talk about the rock being gassed at WrestleMania. I think the rock was in phenomenal shape compared to what um Goldberg is going to be in. You, you could see it. You know, his entrance was great. He did all of the things you would want him to do. He stood in the pyro. He did the punches and the kicks, but he looked like a guy who hasn't done punches and kicks for a long time. And maybe like know, thirteen years or so. They they have said they've always said that uh, being in wrestling shape is you can do all of the cardio you want. You can do all of the weightlifting you want. There is something specific about pro wrestling and the, the act of doing that sort of physical exertion that is unlike anything else. You can't get into ring shape without actually being in the ring. So I did they say whether or not it's happening at Survivor Series or is that still unknown at this point? Um, I don't know. It seems like it's implied that it's happening then, but I... Uh... I honestly don't know if they've been specific about it. All right, because he might need 
more time. And I wouldn't fault him if that was the case. But he might need till the Rumble, if not WrestleMania, uh, to really get in. You know, I want them to take as much time as possible so that they can put on the best match possible. And if that means we have to wait till April, so be it. So what did you think about um, his little play on his uh, You're Next by finishing next, with your, your last... Your last, yeah. What did you think about that? Do you think? Do you think it's your, your last? Like, like you are last. Yes. Like, as, as in saying this is going to be my last matchup. Yes. Or do you think Not, he's saying your last? Like, like why? Oh, you are no. Last, there's an apostrophe. Implying there's an apostrophe that there. I am Brock Lesnar's last. No. I am going to end Brock Lesnar because you can interpret it either way. Technically. There's an ale in your hand, and I don't... Mrs. Manson didn't even say hi. She just walked right back out. Well, maybe she took it to mean... The neighborhood misses you! Maybe maybe she took your understood to mean, I understand there's a dog on you, and bring me my ale anyways. There she is. Say hello, Mrs. Manson. Say hello to the neighborhood. There you go. How is? You gotta, how you are get you? Closer. Hello, neighborhood. No, 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 closer. <laughs> Hello, neighborhood. I'm just there gonna go ahead and not watch that because she got real close. Yeah. Uh Thank you. We we need a Manson family podcast. We need a Manson family podcast uh, in the near future. We'll see what we can do about that. Perhaps you should record a Halloween night edition podcast and actually cover answering the door for your trick-or-treaters. Uh, we don't do that, unfortunately. You don't answer the door for trick-or-treaters? No, we don't. Didn't we just have this conversation? Or do you leave candy yeah. out? No. Well, it's it's crazy, isn't it? Because I do all this decorating, but we have a dog who can't handle... Uh, People coming up and down the door and up and down the walkway and uh, can't handle the doorbell. So uh, we sit outside with the dog pretty much the entire night. Hence why you won't be watching Raw. Hence why I won't be watching Raw. Okay, that makes sense. But we will have trick-or-treaters coming by and we'll be giving out candy, just they won't be coming to the door. You could bring the audio equipment outside. It could be an alfresco Manson Family podcast. I mean, you're right. I guess I totally could do that. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, you know, we we both have similar thoughts about Goldberg. I loved the return. Hoping Good the match. Promo. I am I am cautiously optimistic. Oh, that was what it was. You are. It is you are last, as in I will end my career with you. You will be the last person I defeat. No, no, no. Brock Lesnar, I am your last opponent because I'm going to end you. Your last. No. That is yes. not I believe I believe he had an apostrophe there in his head. Okay. All so right. I, I like the ambiguity. I, I didn't to be honest, I didn't even consider the possibility of ambiguity. No, because there's zero possibility that he meant it that way. But wouldn't it be great if he did? Like if that was actually intentional? Like that's like Faulkner level shit right there. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Is that the, I don't know if I have I sworn on the show before? Yes, and it's okay because you uh you cited Faulkner. Okay, fair enough. So if you're gonna be doing a highbrow literary reference, there's allowed to be a certain amount of profanity. Alright. I, I apologize. Uh, that's fine. It's totally fine. 
All right. Um, while we're on the subject of Raw, I have a question for you uh, because I, I am I am not going to be negative in the traditional sense. What are you doing? You understand we're not a video podcast, so making faces and performance art. This is performance art, but this. Okay, all right. Um, I have concerns about our universal champion, and I am not. I'm not being negative in the traditional negative. Everything is terrible, sort of way. I love Hmm. Kevin Owens. Okay, okay. Tell me more about this. Um, I feel like more about uh, Kevin Owens and uh, let me talk. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, give me a little more about that? Would you just uh, give me your opinions and uh, give an opinions? And, uh, we can talk about that uh, right here on the show. Why don't you go ahead and uh, just give me a little more about uh, Kevin Owens? And we can just stay uh, and we can, uh, we can just uh, we can just talk about that right here on the show for a little bit. You understand? Oscars get a freak out once you get to a certain decibel level. <laughs> At oh. a certain octave, absolutely. Thank you. Not decibel level. Decibels volume. Ah, yes. Hello, I feel sir. like he is Welcome being, back. I, thank you. Uh, DDTWrestling at gmail.com. I feel like he is being overshadowed. If you got a nice, well, not a nice suit, but like an ill-fitting suit, you could be Kevin Owens for Halloween this year. I could, actually. You the hair's short enough now. I could pull it off. Yeah. I think you totally could. I was just gonna, anyways. I was just going to take my shirt off, oil myself up, and be Rusev with a haircut. But that's that's even better. If I swallowed my chin a little bit more, I could be James Ellsworth. But that's about it. If you if you had kept the facial hair you had earlier, and done and done your enlightened your hair a little bit, you could have pulled off Chris Jericho if you wore a scarf, and we could have gone off. <laughs> You're right. Together, you we could have gone off together as. The best friend brigade. <laughs> I would have been great. That would have um, been great. I might do that. I might do that at school, and people would be like, "Who are you dressed up as?" And I'd be like, "I'm Kevin Owens," and they'll be like, "I don't know who that is." Yeah, It'd be fun. Uh, but I feel like uh, Mr. Jericho is kind of overshadowing him a little bit. Jericho is the best that he has been since returning to the WWE, and I don't mean this run. I mean, like, way back when, when he'd been gone for a while with that Fozzie stuff, and he came back on Raw with the short hair. Like, when he debuted with the short hair, the rock and roll vest, and the all Santino that. Tino stuff? Is that what you're talking he, about? I, I don't even know if that's it. But, yeah, like, that first return of his. Like, this is the best he's been since then. I would argue he could be doing his best work ever. Right now, entirely possible. His WCW stuff was good, and his stuff with Ralphus, the security guard, was hilarious. But it's nothing like this. This is this is on a different level, and because of that, I think Owens and also you could factor in Seth Rollins into this as well are kind of suffering for it because everything is about Jericho. I honestly sort of forgot that this had anything to do with Seth Rollins. They've wrestled, yeah. Well, and it's true. And, you know, that might be a separate issue is to talk about what's going on with Seth Rollins right now. I mean, how he's just a boring hack? He's... I don't understand why WWE seems to feel like every babyface character needs to be Joe Cool with the hey double entendre references. 
Like, you know, the neighborhood liked whatever it was, Sparkle Crotch, or whatever it was that he called him. Is that what that was? I don't even remember anymore what it was. It, it was yeah, all, Whatever it was, it was fleeting. It was, it was forgettable. It was, it was all funny the rage, in the moment, but... And it was trending. But, yeah. you know, but it was like... It, not every baby face has to be like that. Roman Reigns doesn't have to be like that. Dean Ambrose is at least somewhat different, but he doesn't have to be like that. Enzo and Cass don't necessarily have to be like that. It seems to be every you know good guy has to be cracking jokes and being like DX was back in the day. Hey, I'm edgy. Yeah. Seth Rollins can be a good guy without necessarily having to go sophomoric. And... It was funny at the time, and it wasn't like he was making some sort of reference about what kind of best friends they were that I remember, but it just seems like you're not putting forth your best effort. You're going the easy route, and you could do better. Uh, Yeah. But, you know, I when Kevin Owens won the Universal title, you kind of felt like this was going to be this big, huge deal, and now it is only because Jericho's there. It feels to me, I, I, I tweeted this out almost immediately, um, you know, the second week or something of the title reign, but it seems to me that they're giving Kevin Owens the CM Punk treatment. Um, he is the main event of the show at a time when the main event is being de-emphasized to an afterthought. Um, the show right now is not about them. It, it's about the women and it's about Stephanie McMahon, and it's about... I, I don't even know what else it's about, but I don't really feel like like Kevin Owens is running Monday Night Raw in the way that a lot of champions do. You know what I mean? Go on. Um, I just mean that, as you were saying, Kevin Owens is sort of an afterthought here. I mean, if if anybody... Like the like I told you, like I I forgot that he was even feuding with Seth Rollins. It just seems like whatever this buddy buddy stuff is, yeah, it's sort of entertaining, mm-hmm. but it's not like it's not driving the show in any way. No, that we're and and somebody tweeted this out to me, and they're absolutely right. We're waiting for Owens and Jericho because when Jericho came backstage, well, the thing is, you're right. We are, but are we ever going to even get that? I think so. I think so. I think I think it seems to make sense. You know, when Jericho came backstage and was talking to Owens and was like, I told you not to come out and almost called him a stupid idiot. And then Kevin Owens came back at him being like, I'm not these, you know, sheep out there that you can talk to. And they, you know, that was the best Kevin Owens has been in a while. And yeah. so, you know, and maybe it's just that we're waiting for Triple H to show up again. Are you getting tired of the almonds? You made a face. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. You're sorry. This you... one's gross. Okay. What's wrong with it? I put this one in my mouth and I suckled upon it. Like I got it nice and saliva-y and I just kept it in my mouth instead of chewing it. Yeah. So I'm getting the full flavor profile now. It's not good. It's uh I'm I'm more upset that you used that word than when you cursed earlier. Suckled? That's just, it's not a word I need to hear. What's wrong with the word suckle? It's, it just, it's like the word moist. It just sounds Moist bad. is a descriptive word. Yeah, but it just, it, there's, there's some, certain words have a sound to them that kind of, you know, 
gives you that kind of ugh, kind of feeling. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Moist is one of them to many people. I don't particularly think, but that word you said repeatedly Moist. that I'm not. Again, doesn't bother me, but other people are like suckle. See, it's that. It's the it's that hard in the middle, and then the ol. So it kind of I don't know. It's weird. Sorry, just a personal thing. I don't need it to come out of your mouth. Enjoy your beer. What this? I was just suckling upon the neck portion, mm. gently nursing, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna throw up my apple cider donut in a minute. Which don't tell me that you're only encouraging me. Which will make for an interesting podcast. Um, we're waiting Do you think for you Triple can H. Vomit on Mike. Not like literally on the mic, but just. I mean, we got the slurp from me a couple weeks ago, last week. I mean, do you think we could get some retching from you? Do you think that's something we could legitimately maybe... Do you think anybody's interested in hearing you retch on Mike? I mean, I am, but I don't know about anybody I'm, else. I'm pretty horrible at it. And by horror, like, I'm, no, I'm really good at it. You know, I had, <laughs> I had stomach issues all through college and even beforehand, so I, I am not, uh, f- you know, a stranger to the act of vomiting, uh, but I, I personally wouldn't enjoy it. The mm. very expensive and sensitive equipment around me uh, wouldn't enjoy it. So, uh, but if, you know, if that's... <laughs> I will laugh really hard if you... Because you've eaten... You've drank a pumpkin ale and you've eaten about a pound and a half of almonds. So I would not at all be surprised if you that started out as a joke and ended up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. What would I do without you? Um, Not have a podcast called episode 55. Is this 55? Yeah, I guess it is. Uh, you know what I was not thrilled with on Monday Night Raw this week, as long as we're talking about things that we want to poop all over? Uh, the women's division. Not that I, I don't want to literally poop on the women. That, that's that's disgusting. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that the promos that Sasha and Charlotte had with Lita were not the best quality work. You're writing something down furiously. I'm doodling. Because <laughs> I and I'm crossing off. I'm doodling and I'm crossing off Owens and Jericho because we're obviously done with that subject. Apparently, uh, um, we could. I mean, did, was there more that you wanted no, to say? Not really. No, not really. Essentially, it was just with Rollins obviously waiting for a Triple H feud. He's kind of spinning his wheels, so now he's feuding with Owens, and so it that was pretty much it. Um, I, you know, I thought the women's promos were fine. They are not selling me on a Hell in a Cell match, though. No, they are not. If you're going to have a Hell in a Cell match, my thinking is you're not cutting promos on each other. You're trying to kill each other. Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura should have a Hell in a Cell match based on the brawl we saw last week. I knew this was going to be a problem the moment last week... When Sasha was like, "We're gonna do this to Hell in a Cell for because," and the reason she gave was to do it for historical precedent. Like, 
again, I complained about this before. You have a long-running feud. You have history with each other. You guys, up until now, have shown me very much so that you do not get along and that you don't like each other. Why are you suddenly now going for this mutual respect angle? Like you said, hate each other, be mad at each other, want to kill each other. Mm -hmm. You can do that. Why are they, you not doing that? They would have done a much better job selling this as both a cell match and a main event, which I want to transition to after this. And by main event, you mean opening contest of the pay-per-view. That's what I want to talk about. If they had had, and I said this before, a Taker and Lesnar style brawl where literally oh, male yeah. security guards could not keep them away from each other. I want like three or four to be, you know, trying to hold Sasha back and she if she has to crawls under their legs to then jump on Charlotte again and continue to rain down blows against her. That makes me feel like you need Satan's structure to contain them. Having them just talk about making history does not. And don't get me wrong, Charlotte did show far more shades of her character this week. I thought that she did have some moments where she was really playing up, you know, her cockiness, her attitude, and all that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it was all about her and not, yeah. I would not, not feeding that emotional state between the two of them mm -hmm. because they were separated. And while I am going to disagree with uh, New Age Insiders and NAI Pod in a bit, uh, I will agree with the fact that part of the problem is that Sasha Banks should be doing the exact same thing that Charlotte is doing. And what I mean by that is Sasha is a far better heel than yeah. she is a babyface. So she can only fall back on... I've been doing this since I, I've been watching this since I was a kid. Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero. I want to make history. That's Sasha's babyface character. That's all she's got. Yeah. If she were to be, if they were both heelish and being cocky and all of that, you know, if this was Sasha versus Bailey heading into Hell in a Cell, what which are be, they doing with Bailey? No. Well, I I believe in it. I'm probably wrong because I haven't heard anything about it, but I watched that match and it looked like she got legitimately injured. They called an audible and they ended it early. Maybe. Because Dana Brooke pinned her out of the blue. Then you saw a second referee run to the ring when they cut to Cole and Graves and yeah. Saxton. I was so wondering I, if that was a possibility. I, wonder, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she got like a stinger or something. You know, she got dropped on her head hard or something like that. And so they were concerned for her well-being. So they just ended the match. But yeah, otherwise, I have no idea what's going on. But, um, I, you know, the, the guys on NAI Pod were talking about how this match, Sasha and Charlotte, has to be the main event. I don't think yeah. so. I, I actually fine. believe... I actually believe... The main event doesn't mean anything. They told us last time on the SmackDown main event... I'm, I'm sorry, on the SmackDown live event that the opening contest was the main event. By doing so, the term main event no longer means anything. You can call the women's Hell in a Cell match the main event all you want, but if unless it's... Like, even, like at this point, it doesn't even matter, apparently, where you put it in the show. Even if it's the last match and you're calling it the main event, mm -hmm. that doesn't actually mean anything because, as they've showed us, there's no actual uh, adherence to having the most important match in that slot. So it... 
literally they have told us that main event is, is, is a title only that has zero meaning. And, yeah. and they just got done telling us that at their last event. Yeah. And, and I think making history for the sake of making history... Boring! ...isn't as exciting. You know, if they had been fighting each other tooth and nail for weeks, more than Roman Reigns and Rusev, more than Owens and Rollins, then I would be like, yes, put them on last because this is what everyone wants to see because they've been killing each other on a regular basis. But they've been essentially... I don't like you. I don't like you either. But we both want to make history, so let's do it, girls. Right. And while we're doing that, I'm going to team with Roman Reigns because we're bays together. <laughs> Who gives a crap? Yeah. I, I am all for it being a main event matchup. If they're going to talk about how Owens, Rollins, Reigns, Rusev, Sasha, Charlotte are the three main events of that card, fine. If they want to open the show with it, I actually think that would be more, that would be better. If you put them on first, let them be the first Hell in a Cell match of 2016 and set the standard for the rest of the night, I think that's more meaningful than pushing them back to 11 o'clock. Yeah, where it's the third Hell in a Cell match, which I don't like know. I if told you, ever... man. I am convinced that they put the main event on SmackDown in the first opening spot because they want to the justify women to be you. quote unquote the main event and have them open the show. I, and again, I would applaud them if they did that because I think it's it, that would in the long run work out better. Because I don't know if they've ever done three Cell matches on a pay per view. That's a lot of the same kind of yeah. wrestling. And did you did you see the thing with uh, Mick Foley on Twitter this week? Yes. So, I mean, he basically said, oh, they're going to be the main event. And then he retracted that tweet. And he basically yeah, which, said something else, else, else out that said, uh, oh, that's not being, that's not decided yet, da 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 so, Well, essentially what he said was, it's a main event level contest. While it might not be the main event in the Which way doesn't that even we've come, mean anything. I don't even know what that means. Because again, we're we're talking about a company who said that the main event can be the opening match. So it's a main event quality match, but it's not necessarily the. What does that even mean? Because we're not even talking about positioning on the show anymore, apparently. So him backtracking in that manner to me just makes zero sense. What you're saying is the company. Wants to get behind these women, but there's enough hesitancy that they won't even call it the main event when that is a term that means nothing. And I think we're in a world right now where the main event is different depending on the person. You know, when you had a bunch of undercard matches featuring guys like Tito Santana and Greg the Hammer Valentine, and then you throw Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant at the end, yeah, that's the main event. Because most people are there to see that match. But in, a, in today's wrestling market... If Bo Dallas versus Curtis Axel happens on Hell in a Cell, that might be my vein event. You know, there might be people out there. Well, okay, maybe that's a little much, but you understand what I'm saying. There might be people who are really excited for Roman Reigns versus Rusev. That's the feud that they have bought into the most. So that is going to be the one they look forward to. 
And you know what? You don't have to have a main event anymore, I don't think. And I'm sure there will be people who will, you know, we might get a whole lot of flack for this on Twitter, at DC Matthews NAI, at Doc Manson, DDT I didn't say that. You said that. I didn't say it. You said that. I'm, but you're you're saying the same kind of thing. You're talking about how you know they're not even valuing the women enough to call it a main event, which is a term that means nothing. We're essentially saying the same thing. And that you know, right now, well, you're but saying except, that except WWE, you said that there's no need for it. I didn't say that. I don't know that there is. You know what I mean? Like, are you going to tell me if Brock and Goldberg happens at Survivor Series? You're going to tell me that that's the main event over the Raw versus SmackDown five-on-five match where you've got ten of the best wrestlers currently I in the company? I would say Brock Lesnar is the closest thing to Andre the Giant we have right now. So, yeah, I think I would say that. Then Based I would off call the same that a, logic you I would gave call me that earlier. A, I would call that a featured attraction. Well, that's what you just said about Hogan versus Andre. Because that's, that's Hogan. That was a spectacle. That was a featured attraction. And it wasn't just because it was Hogan. It was because it was Hogan and Andre. Hogan, Roddy Piper, not the same thing unless it's for the belt. You know what I mean? Um, it, it was a spectacle, and that's why it was the main event. Brock Lesnar is a spectacle. And Goldberg, because he's returning, I think probably also qualifies. Fine. Then the main event of WrestleMania 33 is Big Show versus Shaq because they are both spectacles. They're two not, huge guys. No, no, no. Just not, because just they're large said. guys. And then Rock and, then Rock and Vin Diesel. Spectacles. Rock and Vin Diesel, if that match happens, is going to be the other spectacle. So there we go. They, There's well, our I wouldn't two, be surprised if they tried to convince us that was the case. There's our two main event matches. Forget all of the people who are currently wrestling, which is actually going to transition us into our next topic. Forget all the people who are currently wrestling. Let's talk about spectacle here. So, you know, let's bring in Donald Trump, who's going to wrestle Vince McMahon in a, you know, lingerie pillow fight or something like that. No, that's already been done. Oh. Um, and that was Lashley versus Umaga. So, you know, I... We're, we're going around in circles here. I, yeah, I might get flack for it, and you know what? Bring it on. If you've got flack about that, if you think there needs to be a main event, but then you're, you're also going to have to explain to me how the main event can't be the most important title on the show. If well, you, you just give that title to Kevin Owens, and apparently that takes care of itself. If you insist on having a main event, then you probably also believe that the main event should involve your top singles title. And maybe that's it. Maybe people believe that Sasha Banks is a more important champion than Kevin Owens, which is just fine. Please stop suckling your bottle. Just stop it. Okay. You look like you're getting ready to go to Backdoor Donuts or something like that. Mm. I thought you said we were transitioning. Uh, we are transitioning because I I get irritated when we focus on, you know, I'm as big a nostalgia fan as anyone, but when we, we focus on past wrestlers instead of potentially focusing on the current wrestlers, I get a little irritated. So I was not a fan of all of the tweets coming my way, coming our way um, this afternoon because AJ Styles happened to tweet out a picture that someone shared with him of him facing off with Shawn Michaels in a mock fan-made Royal Rumble poster. Uh, I am less than enthusiastic about that potential matchup, and I wanted to know your thoughts. I think Shawn Michaels has been retired for quite some time now, and it's probably best that he stay that way. I feel that way about a lot of these people. You know, I 
Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, sure. They want to go for it again. Fine. And I think part of that is because Brock Lesnar is, in his own way, a part-time special attraction. So it's not the same kind of thing. You know, now you're going to put him in the ring, Shawn Michaels in the ring with AJ Styles, and say that that match has meaning besides being... You know, it's difficult for me to make my points when you decide to start making faces at the camera. And I know you're doing it just for your own pleasure, because frankly, deep down, you don't care what I have to say. I understand that. I care about every word. I it, hang on to every last syllable. Except that you're my making friend, you're making DC fishy Ma- faces. my best friend, DC Matthews, utters into that microphone. You're making fishy faces. I'm telling you, we need a we need a video pod over here. We need a video pod. It's obviously I I will I don't know. I showed you this. I I started looking at whether or not I could custom make a mask. If I can custom make a mask, I'll consider it. Though then I realized I got to figure out how to make a mask that also my glasses can fit over cuz otherwise I won't be able to see what's happening on the show and so you know, there was a masked wrestler named Super Callow. You're doing it again. Wait, what, 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 you are what, not what? Clayface. Are you excited for Red Dead Redemption 2? No. Why? Because there's exclusive content that has timed exclusivity to the PS4. And you know what? F games that are going to have exclusive content tied up with party lines. I have no time for that. I am done. But you enjoyed Red Dead Redemption, the game. Yeah, it was great. And didn't you have the zombie version? No, there was one, but I didn't have it. Oh, okay. I seem to recall, maybe you had a poster or something for it. I seem to recall seeing it at Manson Manor, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Um, What were we talking about? Styles and HBK, I don't even know if that's (laughs) what we were talking about. It was, at one time. You know, does the wrestling fan in me, the pure wrestling fan in me, want to see those two guys in a wrestling match? Of course I do. No, no, I don't. I wanted to see that six years ago. I tweeted that out. I said that would be a dream match for the Royal Rumble of 2007. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, now? Uh, whatever. You know, I'm sure Shawn Michaels would do it if... Shawn well, Michaels looks like he can barely look straight. Never mind. Like I, he's. I honestly think he's got some sort of degenerative condition that has worsened over time, whatever that is, and that's fine. But it doesn't mean that he's still going to be able to go in the ring the way that people want him to. Sorry, just the way it is. Well, and that's it. You're kind of asking for disappointment. Plus, and this is just me being me. If I want Shawn Michaels to come back for one more match, he's wrestling Seth Rollins. Okay. Yeah. Why not? And and again, I can't justify that any more than Styles, except to say AJ Styles in five years might not be with the company, barring injury. A Seth Rollins will be with the company in five years. Uh, barring injury. Well, you say that for everybody, but well, Seth Rollins in particular, though. I suppose I can't argue, and he's been injured. Yep. The only person who's been injured more than him on this roster, I think, is Bailey. So, no, Hideo Itami. Well, he's not on this roster. That, that's true. That's NXT. 
Yeah. Speaking of which, stay tuned for, you know, be sure to be checking out us out this weekend on the NAI Network for a private earful. We will discuss NXT. Have you watched it yet? I'm going to say no. Oh, yeah. There was an episode of NXT to watch. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't new, watched NXT in two weeks. One of my new... We recorded <laughs> an entire show about NXT before, and you just admitted. <laughs> my opinion is informed. Can I tell you, though, I had that thought at some point. I'm like, I wonder how long you and I could get away with continuing this show without, without watching wrestling. Without watching wrestling. Probably <laughs> just, for a while. Just reading. I'm up, willing to test that if you are. Just reading. Well, we can't do it. Well, we'd have to wait a little bit first. Oh, but, okay. Uh, you know, just reading up on it and, you know, talking about it. I think it would be better thing. if we didn't read up on it and we just started. <laughs> it would be a combination, you know, our standard sort of opinion show, but technically also a fantasy booking show because we would just be making it up as we went along. Oh, man, I can't believe Bo Dallas beat Roman Reigns for the U.S. title. Man, did you see that epic contest? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, that clearly never happened. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I was too busy watching Lucha Underground last night to watch myself uh, some NXT. Uh, Lucha well, Underground was quite good. So. We, we will get to that. Also on a private earful, it is our Wednesday yes, we night wrap-up show. We talk about NXT. We talk about Lucha Underground. We hope you will join us. Um I will say one more thing before we do need to get to the emails. Uh, I've been watching, I went back in time, and I'm starting to watch the old Survivor Series. I started with 87, which was the Ugh. first one, and I'm working my How way through. How can you possibly watch those pay-per-views anymore? Let me, let me put it this way. It's on. It's on okay. my WWE network. I'm not sitting and taking copious notes. I'm watching. I'm listening. I may be doing other things. But I'm still okay. ingesting it in some form or fashion. And I will say this. Uh, the first two, I'm, I'm just started Survivor Series 89, but the first two years had your five tag team versus five tag team match. That is an awkward kind of match to have because with 20 guys or 18 guys surrounding the ring, it's essentially a lumberjack match where all the lumberjacks are standing on the apron. Yep, from you corner to corner to corner to you corner. Can, you can't get a whole lot done with 18 guys standing around ringside. I don't. I wonder if they're going to try to figure out some way, um, you know, maybe gauntlet style or something like that, where the teams come out one at a time and it's just whichever teams survive, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah. I I yeah. like seeing you know the teams of the past. There was a team called the Killer Bees. Yep. And, you know, they, they're they one of the survivors because at some point yep. they pull masks on. Yep, 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 yep. yep have you seen yep, that or are you just yep, yepping? Yep, 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 yep. Yes, I actually have. I remember the Killer Bees. Yep, 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 yes. yep, 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 they, yep. They pull yep. masks on and pull a little twin magic and, you know, wind up stealing a victory or something like that. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just think that's going to be something. One of the teams that we see, let, let's see if I can manage this segue. One of the teams that we see in that matches from 87 and 88 are Demolition. And if we go to Mitchell Monroe's Record Breakers email, Demolition Record is Breakers. So, if the New Day are to beat Demolition's record, which I assume they are now that it's been mentioned by the commentators on Raw... The earliest broadcasted event they could lose it at would be Roadblock in December. 
if they were to ruse them at Roadblock, who takes the titles oof of Avdam? Dude, that's that thing that did that that did with the. How do you feel about that? Do they stretch the thing with Cesaro and Sheamus to then? Do the club get one less try after this dominance run they seem to be finally pushing? Enzo and Cass? Or a completely different direction entirely? And now for something completely different. What do you think about this? Who takes the titles off of New Day? New Day, New Day, do 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 day. <laughs> I love it when you knock your microphone over. It's the best thing. I don't know why. Oh, it's because I'm leaning on the cord. That's why. So I'm pulling the cord, which sends it flying. Forgive me for bursting your Cesaro and Sheamus, I don't care about being tag team champions. They're kind of funny, but they're not really a team, so I could do without it. I, I hate that I am sounding negative. I'm trying not to be overtly negative. I, I'm going to give you rationalizations. I don't care about any of those teams. Yeah, I mean, I, I want I like to care New Day. about the club, but I'm just sort of too feeling late. like too little too, too late. late. And I don't care about Enzo and Cass. No, you know they are, they are they are they're entertaining in, but shtick man. they will it's be in the shtick. champion they will be in the championship picture by wrestlemania but again you know i i don't think they're going to beat demolition's record i i you know but i've been saying this honestly for like the last three or four months where every team they face i'm assuming they're going to lose it would make it makes very little sense to me to put Cesaro and Sheamus together as a tag team and continue to give them this much time, and then have them not win the titles. I suppose that's true. So you know, next week when we do our Hell in a Cell prediction and production show, I I will be predicting that Cesaro and Sheamus win the belts. But I've been wrong on countless other prediction shows beforehand because New Day keeps finding New a Day. way. Has to win this next pay per view to make it to the demolitions record? Uh, they're at, they were at four twenty on Monday. They oh, need yeah, to hilarious. get to four. They need to get to four seventy eight, which means they need to get another two months. So yeah, I think Mitchell's right. You know, and and Survivor Series is a gimme is a gimme because they're going to be part of the five on five team match, so they're not going to need to defend the titles. So, yeah, it's either now or at Roadblock unless they're going to keep going and try to make it to 500 or something. Um, but, I, you know... It, I know. The, I, I got it. I got it. Uh, we should bring back the Dudleys. Unless they get into the Hall of Fame in 2017, which I think you can probably write that down. It's going to be Goldberg and the Dudleys and some other people. Um, and that was a some very that was a very strange run that they had. Yeah, we came back to lose every single feud we were in. We got the Bray Wyatt treatment. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, we're yeah. such an uplifting show this week. I can just feel yeah. It. I mean, you know, I'm trying to be positive. I don't want to just you know poo all over things. And I think I am mostly being positive, but I mean, this just wasn't a lot to be excited about. It I think is what it comes down to. I would like I would like it to be Cesaro and Sheamus. 
I would like them to win the tag team titles. And then you could very easily, if you wanted to, turn Cesaro heel and Enzo and Cass could beat them. Cesaro and Sheamus could do what the club should have done from the beginning if they wanted to. So I'll go with Cesaro and Sheamus to answer Mitchell's email. Uh, You can choose if you want to go to Glenn's correction or edification, I suppose. Uh, And then our good buddy, Pav. Well, I asked for clarification from Glenn. That's what I'm saying. And Glenn writes in, The top story always starts a news program, or programmee, because it comes from the time of only newspapers, where the headline story was always top of the front page, so being the first thing read. So does that mean I can start saying below the fold on the weekly wrestling news? I think you can say whatever you want on the weekly wrestling well, news. Well, I clearly do, because no one listens. Hey, over a hundred people enjoyed your show. Pav writes in, Hey guys, it's your bestie Pav. With it very likely that WrestleMania, from a SmackDown Live perspective, ending with John Cena's 16th title reign, do you think post-Mania him having a long reign would be good for SmackDown's upcoming talent? Yes, it's a long way away, and who knows, there may be a draft post-Mania, but from a more helicopter view, when the brand split finally makes its delightful return, there was a lot of discussion of Cena being the face of the brand with a lengthy reign. That said, if 16 does occur, do they risk cheapening it with a short reign to get the title on someone for the first time, like Wyatt? With Miz's resurgence and Wyatt getting a first big win... Could 16 be a transitional reign to build new stars on SmackDown? Or will a champion Cena help build them anyway despite hiatuses? I'm all for a long Cena reign as his face of SmackDown, but at the same time would love to see The Miz or Bray Wyatt get a chance, and in years down the line, dare I say, Baron Corbin, even this means his 16th, 17th reigns are short, then again it would help DC's 20 reign prediction. Just a long-term view on Cena's impact on SmackDown. What are your thoughts, the Pav? All right. Well, thank you to Pav and to Glenn and to Mitchell for your emails. You can get yourself heard, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Um, I don't think necessarily a long Cena reign is good for SmackDown's talent, but the problem is that SmackDown doesn't have a huge amount of talent to begin with. So if they're going to bring over a couple of people, um, then yeah, sure. You know, Cena can lead to somebody else. But, you know, if Cena's going to be there to help get somebody else over, I'd like him to do that. You know, John Cena as the champion for more than five or six months is going to make people a lot less interested in SmackDown. I don't know that anybody will be the top of SmackDown for five or six months. I mean, Styles probably has the best see, chance, but when do you see, when if you had to pick right now, when does he lose that belt? Mania. Well, that'll be a good long run for him. And yeah, I, th- I, I think you're so. probably right. But outside um, of Styles, I mean, Ambrose didn't hold it for very long, and I guess that's not a big backlog to go through, right? SmackDown being. A new as its own brand again, but I, I don't know. I because the talent tool, talent pool, the talent pool is so um, you know shallow. I, I do think that you need to be swipe 
swapping around the belt, right? Because otherwise you're just mm-hmm. going to have one guy face the entire roster and then have nothing left to do with him. Well, and right now, you know, the list of guys left to face AJ Styles is pretty much Orton and Bray Wyatt. Yeah. I he's mean, you could Zig- elevate the Miz, I, think I he's guess, re- if one of them was going to go. You could. You could. Yeah. And if, you know, they're going to bring up somebody, I don't know what the plan is oh. for NXT Pumpkin I Spice. suckled again. Why do you keep doing that? To make you uncomfortable? No, well, I'm kind of used to it by now, so. But, um, you know, if they're going to bring somebody up from NXT to SmackDown, that adds some, you know, if if Samoa Joe shows up, all bets are off. Um, Well, the New Age Insiders, Jason, says, after speaking with William Regal, he doesn't think that's likely. Well, he might be right. Well, I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I don't mean to speculate on that, but what do you think? I... NXT takeovers are almost always a graduation for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my own personal choice who I'd like it to be, but that doesn't Asuka. mean that's going to happen. She's going to lose to Mickey James? No, no, she is not. Who will also, speaking of which, get into the Hall of Fame because now she's showed up, and that's pretty much all you need to do is come back from being away and be on TV for a while, and then you get into the Hall of Fame. But she'll be on NXT. I don't think it matters. I'm guessing she's in. Mickey James, the Dudleys, Goldberg. That was another Um, person who I was surprised to see back in the WWE. Who? Mickey James. The circumstances around her initial leaving, um, I didn't think it was promising that we would see her back. That's all. They will do business with pretty much everyone if they think it's going to benefit them. Yeah, fair enough. And I I heard a rumor today that they originally wanted it to be Trish Stratus and Trish uh, just happened to be pregnant. So that fell through. So that fell through. Uh, So now they're moving on to somebody else. I don't think, going back to Pop's email, I don't think a short reign cheapens 16 at all. The fact that he will get to 16 is all that matters. He could literally lose it the next day and it wouldn't matter that much. No, it wouldn't. So, um, you know, I think Cena is does well as a short-term champion to maybe transition to somebody, to give somebody, uh, you know, a big win. If they wanted to build Baron Corbin up as that guy, that's great. I don't see it right now, but I'm all for it if they can tell me a story that works. Um, I, I don't know if he's really going to win 20 titles. I predicted it because I could see him wrestling for another 10 ish years or so and in that time they might need to put the belt on him five more times but that's that's probably a stretch yeah probably um all right we have gone through the major stories that i am aware of in the world of professional wrestling we have gone through our emails ddtwrestling at gmail.com which means my friend all that is left for us to do is promote some positivity and then we can head on out into that good night so doc manson at doc manson uh what's on your mind what's good lucha underground is that going to be just your go-to answer now every week it was good this week. There was some real you good s- stuff on that show. Okay. What specifically spoke to you? Um, Dario Cueto having a unique opportunity for our trios champions. 
offering them a spot in Aztec Warfare, namely the number 20 entry spot, except he made them all fight each other for that spot, and all the others are disqualified from Aztec Warfare. So the winner gets the final spot, the losing two don't get in at all. Yeah, and it was a phenomenal match. Are the trio stamp champions still Phoenix, Aerostar, and Drago? They sure are. And that Phoenix would be an excellent was match. and Phoenix was busted open in like the first five minutes of that match. It was ridiculous. I, this is probably because I don't watch a lot of Lucha Libre. I did not know masked wrestlers bled so often, but the ripping of the mask is such a like. To me, it feels like this. You know very big deal like this you know the mask yeah. the tradition that in a, and they do it all the time <laughs> yeah though I, mean, I gotta if, say I actually liked the look Mil Muertes at one point had his hair like sticking out of the mask I actually was like that was a cool look and Mil Muertes had a match with Puma the Prince Puma this week that was a fantastic match I like Lucha Underground I really do need to get back into watching it I feel like though a lot of these matches and you could say the same thing for WWE I'm sure I feel like I've watched Mil Muertes wrestle Prince Puma like four or five times already. And it was still great. All right. Did but if you want me fight to... kill shot? He did. And that was an okay match, too. All right. Uh, but if you want me to pick... Now, that was really just me. <coughs> that was just me picking some positivity. No, that was... I, want you to pick, gonna... I want you to pick whatever speaks to you. Well, and I'm I, gonna... just, I, just, I, just, I just thought that you know, I would pick that to help give a preview of our Wednesday night wrap-up show. But if I, if I have to pick something from the WWE, there is something here that I want to call out uh, from SmackDown this week. Uh, David Otunga on commentary through the James Ellsworth-AJ Styles title match was actually pretty good. Him calling uh, James Ellsworth attempted finisher on AJ Styles the no-chin music was hilarious. And on top of that, um, James Ellsworth completely no-selling a chin lock and just slipping out of it was freaking phenomenal. Like, I get it. That's comedy. It's the lowest common. It's like the low-hanging fruit. I get it. But you know what? They embraced the joke, they went for it, and it it worked, it was funny, everyone was into it, it was jovial, I enjoyed it, it was good. I, you know, I appreciate you, you stretching a bit to go for stuff. I will also mention something uh, from, I could talk about Bo Dallas each and every week, um, I'm going to mention something from NXT as another, I'll, I'll tease that. But what I enjoyed, honestly, one of my favorite parts of the week was watching Heath Slater and Rhino's promo uh, where Heath Slater's talking about, you know, we're going to defend Dolph Ziggler, da 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 and, you know, he's doing all of the stuff you would expect a typical babyface guy to say. And then he's like, right, Rhino? And Rhino just looks at the camera and goes, I don't like male cheerleaders. <laughs> I... I Rhino if you is had gold. told me, if you had told me a year ago that my fav, one of my favorite parts of SmackDown would be Rhino, I would have called you crazy. 
but he is killing it on a regular basis. Yeah. That pairing. And again, we, we has talked been about inspired. Jericho. This is this is the best. I have yet to see ECW Rhino. I'll have to get to that at some point. But this has been the best I've ever found Rhino. I to liked be. Rhino quite a bit as TNA champion uh, I, when he made his debut there as well. But it was not like this. This and, is phenomenal. And NXT, which again we can talk about this on uh, a private earful, the Wednesday night wrap up show, um, but. There is a new tag team, one that we kind of glossed over, but I'm telling you, they were great. I have been talking about them for the last 24 hours. I probably sent out at least 8 to 10 tweets just about these two guys. I want you to watch NXT. I got to know what you think of them. Uh, Tucker and Otis were everything I wanted and more and I'm not being I'm not being facetious about it wasn't there a horror movie Tucker and Dale versus evil yeah sure there was that's we'll a phenomenal movie that is a really funny movie uh, all right Tucker and Otis all right I'll check them out the name's gonna need work obviously they sound like Jesse and Festus Tucker and Otis uh but it would. I, I think you will be a fan of the work they actually did. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I hope you have enjoyed the last a hundred minutes or so of glorious Halloween food, wrestling, video game, and a brief amount of horror movie conversation. Um, please, if you have enjoyed the show and the work that we do. Uh, please check us out on the NAI Network. Check out all the podcasts on the NAI Network. Head to ProWrestlingTees.com slash New Age Insiders. Check out all of the sweet, sweet merch. Get yourself a DDT Wrestling t-shirt. Um, write us an iTunes review. Five yeah. stars would be preferred. Uh, you know, those reviews go a long way into getting us out there, getting people to come on board and join the neighborhood. As Doc Manson is so fond of saying, take two minutes to tell two of your friends, not the same old people that always listen. Find two new guys. Find two new followers that you've acquired in the last week. Find two people that you've started to engage in intelligent wrestling conversation and just say, hey, in case you're, you need a podcast, because many of us do for the ins and outs of life, uh, go ahead and check out DDT Wrestling and the NAI Network. Uh, did I miss anything in terms of the shtick at the end? Um, I think it was all right. All right, DDTWrestling at gmail.com. Anything else, Doc Manson, that you would like to say before you head out? Oh, Killshot has an ex-military guy now? Is that what yeah. just happened? Hmm. Uh, somebody just... Or Lucha Underground just Oh hey. Alright. Um not a return, but a surprise. A debut. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, a debut, I guess. Anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night, sir? You know that I never do. Some one of these days you will. One of these days you'll forget something. Probably. All right, he is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. My name is DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. Until we meet again, my friends, we will see you around the neighborhood.